Our summaries this week contain two cases on family law. In Farfan v. Arkansas Department of Human Services, 2022, ARC App 438, the Arkansas Court of Appeals affirmed an order terminating a mother's parental rights, rejecting arguments that because she was an out-of-state resident, the Arkansas court lacked jurisdiction. This case arose following a traffic stop on an Arkansas roadway in which illegal drugs were discovered in the car. The Arkansas court took emergency custody of the child under the Uniform Child Custody Jurisdiction and Enforcement Act and ultimately terminated the mother's parental rights. Judge Gladwin explained, On September 1, 2020, Appley, Arkansas Department of Human Services, filed a petition for emergency custody and dependency neglect claiming that Anita's minor child, born August 16, 2019, was at serious risk of harm due to neglect. The attached affidavit alleged that Anita and the child's putative father, Robert Spackine, live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. On August 30th, the child was in the car when Robert was pulled over by police in Searcy County, Arkansas, and an officer discovered marijuana on the front seat and what appeared to be crystal methamphetamine packets on the car's floor. Robert did not have a driver's license, and he told the officer that he had a marijuana card but did not produce it. When the officer opened the driver's car door, Robert took off and spun the car in the parking lot and took off down Highway 65. Later, DHS was notified that Robert and the child were being taken by ambulance to Ozark Health Hospital. They had been found in Van Buren County after Robert had turned down a dirt road, left his car, and taken the child into the woods. Robert was arrested and the child was placed in foster care. End of quote. The opinion quoted from Trevino v. Arkansas Department of Human Services, 2022, ARCAP 182, quote, An Arkansas court has jurisdiction to make an initial child custody determination if this state is the home state of the child on the date of the commencement of the proceedings. Arkansas Code Annotated Section 919-201-A1. By definition of law, a home state is the state in which the child lived with a parent or a person acting as a parent for at least six consecutive months immediately before the commencement of a child custody proceeding. Arkansas Code Annotated Section 919-1027. An Arkansas court may also exercise temporary emergency jurisdiction as described by Section 919-204. End of quote. Further, this decision cited Terrell v. Arkansas Department of Human Services, 2015, ARC at 582 at 4 through 5, for the proposition that the court has authority to terminate parental rights under the UCCJEA as well. Quote, Anita argues that Arkansas was not the child's home state when the matter commenced. She maintains that, therefore, the trial court did not have subject matter jurisdiction. She does not cite Arkansas Code Annotated Section 919.204, the emergency jurisdiction provision of the UCCJEA, but she does not dispute that Arkansas has the power to protect the child in an emergency. She maintains that this case went well beyond the need to maintain the child in Arkansas in order to protect him. 
We hold that the trial court did not abuse its discretion in finding that it had subject matter jurisdiction. The trial court exercised emergency jurisdiction under the UCCJEA. That emergency jurisdiction continued to the termination hearing because there was no evidence of any custody order from any other state demonstrating jurisdiction. Arkansas Code Annotated Section 919-204-A through B, Trevino Supra and Terrell Supra. End of quote. Another argument was denial of due process because the mother could not afford to come to Arkansas for the hearing. Quote, she insists that, regardless of the trial court's finding that she could not attend via video conferencing due to connectivity issues and that DHS offered to pay for a plane ticket, she could not fly due to her medical conditions, and DHS did not offer her an alternative means, such as a bus ticket. She argues that her credibility has nothing to do with her right to due process. Anita maintains that the error was not cured by her attorney's participation in the termination matter. End quote. The Court of Appeals gave short shrift to these arguments based on the record because, quote, We agree with DHS's contention that Anita's argument should be rejected because the trial court never denied her the opportunity to be present for the termination hearing. It only denied her the ability to appear via Zoom because of her repeated inability to follow the court's instructions while using the platform. Further, even after she had objected to the lack of Anita's appearance, her attorney clearly stated that she was prepared, stating, Prepared as I can be without a client. DHS had offered to pay for a plane ticket and hotel room so that Anita could appear, but Anita insists this offer was insufficient because of her health issues. The trial court disagreed and found that Anita, who was not credible, did not provide proof of her newfound health issues. The court found that even if she were unable to fly, she had the financial means to come to Arkansas because she had traveled here previously and had money to put on Robert's book in jail. End of quote. End of decision. In Baird v. Baird, 2022, ARC App 442, the Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed a parental relocation order because of error in applying the presumption in Hollinsworth v. Nizuski. Instead of analyzing time spent and best interest under Singletary v. Singletary and progeny, Judge Hickson explained, Recognizing the significant impact of the Hollinsworth presumption and the considerable burden of overcoming that presumption in relocation cases, the Supreme Court revised and clarified the Hollingsworth v. Singletary analysis in Cooper v. Kalkwarf, 2017, Art 331. Generally, prior to Cooper, if the custody was primary, then the Hollinsworth analysis entitled the custodial parent to a rebuttable presumption in favor of relocation. However, if the custody was joint, then a Singletary analysis required the traditional proof of material change of circumstances and proof of best interest of the child. However, prior to Cooper, there was little guidance as to what constituted joint custody. Did one review only the custody verbiage contained in the decree? Did joint custody require a 50-50 time split? Was it something less? Could the court consider other factors? To make things more complicated, the trial courts were being supportive in approving flexible joint custody arrangements proposed by the parties. End of quote. The opinion quoted from Cooper, quote, 
We choose not to eliminate entirely the presumption in favor of a sole or primary custodian that was announced in Hollingsworth Supra because the rationale supporting that decision remains persuasive in certain situations, such as in a traditional custody arrangement. Accordingly, we specifically reject the one-size-fits-all suggestion made by the circuit court in paragraph 56 of its order cited above. We instead clarify that the Hollinsworth presumption should be applied only when the parent seeking to relocate is not just labeled the primary custodian in the divorce decree, but also spends significantly more time with the child than the other parent. This standard preserves the rights of a primary custodian when he or she has shouldered the vast majority of the responsibility of caring for and making decisions on behalf of the child, and it also more accurately reflects the best interest of the child, which is the pole star consideration in any custody decision. As the General Assembly has recognized, joint custody arrangements cannot be defined with mathematical precision. See Arkansas Code Annotated Section 913101A5, defining joint custody as the approximate and reasonable equal division of time with the child by both parents. Thus, we do not attempt to oversimplify the issue of relocation by imposing an arbitrary percentage of time that a parent must spend with the child for the singletary analysis to apply. Rather, by this opinion, we seek to recognize the realities of modern parenting and to emphasize that a joint custody arrangement does not necessarily involve a precise 50-50 division of time. We further note that parental influence and commitment Involvement in the child's daily activities and responsibility for making decisions on behalf of the child are important factors in the circuit court's consideration of the relocation issue. By limiting the Hollinsworth presumption to those situations where the child spends significantly less time with the alternate parent, the disruptive impact that a relocation would have on that relationship is minimized. End of quote. In concluding the presumption should not have been applied, the Court of Appeals in the Instant Appeal reasoned, quote, Cooper requires the trial court not to look only to the custody label in the decree or to strict mathematical precisions, but the court must determine whether one parent spends significantly more time with the child than the other parent. How do we determine that significantly more time standard? We are left with the imprecise exercise of comparing and analogizing Cooper. In Cooper, the strict mathematical precision set forth in the decree was that the appellant spent 42.9% with the child and the appellee spent 57.1% with the child. Further, the Supreme Court in Cooper stated that here, both parties shared the responsibility for making decisions on the child's behalf and each parent has a significant and meaningful relationship with the child. In light of these factors, the Supreme Court in Cooper disagreed with the trial court and held that the parties did enjoy a joint custody relationship and that the appellee was not entitled to the Hollinsworth presumption. Turning to the case at bar, we find that Cooper is dispositive of the issues herein. Applying the test set forth by the Supreme Court in Cooper, we hold under the facts of this case that the trial court erroneously applied the Hollinsworth standard and instead should have applied Singletary. In the December 14, 2016 agreed order, which was the most recent custody order before Selena filed her motion to relocate, 
the parties agreed to reduce Dan's child support obligation due to consideration of the fact that Dan will have the children five of every 14 days during the school months. The agreed order further provided that Selena and Dan would share equal time with the children during holidays and the summer. The agreed order also stated that it is the goal of the parties to ensure that both parents remain able to actively participate in their children's lives. Although the custody arrangement herein provided for joint legal custody, with Selena having primary physical custody and primary care of the children, the Hollinsworth presumption should be applied only when the parent seeking to relocate is not just labeled the primary custodian in the most recent custody order, but also spends significantly more time with the child than the other parent. Here, the party's custody arrangement was not an every-other-weekend scenario, but rather resulted in an approximate 60-40 split. End of quote. End of decision.